This podcast is aimed at the veteran community. It hopes to recreate a conversation taking place in any NAFI anywhere in the world right now. We want to combat social isolation by letting veterans feel part of this conversation. If you're easily offended, please switch off now. And if you want to see more, please subscribe to this channel and be part of the community. Evening everyone and uh, welcome to Veterans in Crisis podcast. Uh, today we have Joe McMillan. Joe is ex-light infantry and uh, I never served with Joe but I think we've come quite quite friends. Like, uh, Well I hope we have. We have <laughs> so welcome Joe yeah. mate. Welcome. Thank you Joe. Thank, you for, uh, thank you for inviting coming. us along. No bother, thank you yeah. for coming. Thank you for coming. I know you've got a hectic lifestyle. Pretty. Aye. Yeah, pretty hectic. <laughs> so where were you born Joe? Uh, born and bred in Hartlepool. Right. Um, I knew that was a weird accent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, everybody says to me, I live in Sigham now. Aye. But uh, born and bred in Hartlepool, brought up in a council estate, I was one of ten. One so, of ten? Uh, one of ten, Fucking yeah. Where yeah. were you in that pecking order? I'm in the middle. Oh, actually. right. Pretty much. So just totally forgot about. Middle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Could get away with all sorts. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, one of ten. And I remember meeting my wife, actually, and she said to me, God, you eat quick. And I said, when you were one of ten, <laughs> you've got to be quick or there's nothing left. I find so. the same way. The, all, people say that about me, but that's off the army. Like, you know, I have well, to get both. it in, eat yeah, yeah. it straight away and get, back and get in. out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I always say the best case, the enemy come. <laughs> <laughs> True. So, Hartlepool. Hartlepool, mate, yeah. Um, grew up in school and uh, enjoyed school. Did you? Yeah, I did enjoy school. But there was only two subjects I enjoyed was PE and history. Um, so apart from that, a lot of it was just messing around, uh, as we do, you know. Uh, and left school in 1984 and joined joined the light infantry. And what did you what did you think of training? Obviously, you how old were you when you joined? Sixteen. Sixteen. Uh, so boys, boys, soldier. Jun- junior soldiers in Shrewsbury, Sir John Moore Barracks. Um and everybody couldn't believe I was sixteen. I thought I was twelve. <laughs> Seriously, Seriously. <laughs> your mum know you're here. Oh, that was you the same crap with me. Yeah. Right. So. I found it tough at first because I wasn't, I wasn't, I was quite small and I was quite slight. I wasn't big, do you mm. know what I mean? So, and I hadn't developed properly. So I think at the beginning of my training, physically I was struggling in the first, first six to 12 weeks. But then I just seemed to start to come into my own and uh, I enjoyed my training. Right. With some lovely fellas, you know. Well, there'd be less people in your fucking room than there. Yeah. <laughs> well, you were, up, you, you people were getting kicked up, leaving. You were you were quite happy in a way because you knew you were getting down to the final sort of right. twenty eight or whatever uh, it was. And there's more space. Yeah, <laughs> you get the ironing board easier, can't you? Yeah, yeah. but you have to do more room jobs. Oh, well, that was a block jobs. I I was just saying on the last one, we'll get people to do block jobs in here. Like the, yeah, bi- the building's too big for me in uh, the, yeah. the stuff today. You know what I mean? It's a good drill. Oh, it is, isn't good, it? It's a really good drill. Yeah, and you know, I, yeah, people just the kind be on fucking toilets all the time you've got no, to be swapped round you know no, no. what I mean it's got to be swapped round yeah. Yeah. so choose because I, obviously I went to uh, Winchester I think I was one of the first uh, platoons in Winchester training yeah I was at, the second at the, uh, at, at the new St John more barracks yeah I've been to Winchester only to do military stuff and, and, and sports stuff but uh, I love Shrewsbury but I was the second last Intake there, the in, well, the, the year after me was the last. You're touching the table, Sorry. I tell you, didn't I? I, know you I did, said, yeah. I said, at the yeah. first five minutes, I didn't think you'd be that quick. Should make it electric. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. you were the what, mate? So, we were like the second last year. After us, there was another year of intakes, then the closer job, right. Alex. But uh, I enjoyed my training, struggled at the beginning of it, but really enjoyed my training. And then um, I went to 2nd Battalion Light Infantry, which was 
in Hema, Germany. Right. And did you did you choose the second? Yeah, you did? I did. And what and was what was the reason? It was because my full screw was in two. Ah, oh, right. That's it's a, a, a kind of common reason that yeah. like, isn't it? Yeah. Because you get that dr- sort of drilled in here. Yeah. Um, and he was really he's, de- he's dead now. Bless him, rest in peace. Aye. Yeah. But um, really good lad, really funny, great instructor, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, I picked two and I went to two line. I never, I only joined, well, I said I was going to join for three years and then come out and then try and get something else. But I just, I just loved it. All right, well, I got, I got given two. I wanted to go to one because I, uh, because they were in Ireland. And right. that was the whole reason I joined the army. And uh, I got given two. And put there was a, our platoon commander. It's called Cockroft. Uh, he he was two, and he put me down for two, and I wanted to go to one, and it got right to right at the end. One of them who had got one got back squatted, so I said, "Oh, can I have his place?" Yeah. And our sergeant was one ally, and I got an all right with him, and he was like, "Aye, all right, then I'll, I'll sort that out for you." So that that's the that changed me whole life. Life. That yeah. just one little that one little thing, you know. That's what happens, isn't it? Mm? You know. I mean, I. Like, I would have been gutted if I'd been in the army because I only really I didn't think I'd do twenty two year, but I would have been gutted to think I didn't get the gun island after that's what I joined for. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, what did what was your driving force for joining? Uh, to be, I was in the cadets in Hartlepool. That was Royal Engineers. So, um, there was no driving force. It was I didn't know what to do, mm. and I thought I'd been in the cadets. I thought I quite like that. I thought I'll join up for three years. See how it goes. Get out and then do something else. But, but actually, when I joined, and I did, I took it to like a duck to right. water. I just really enjoyed it. We spoke about this the other day, and please don't make me look right now. But when you joined at sixteen, you said you thought you might do three years. Did you realise that when you sa- you signed when you were eighteen? Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. No, <laughs> I no, fucking did not. Because <laughs> they said when you when I was eighteen, they were like, right, uh, you got to go down and sign. And I was like, no, nah, man, I. I was 16, I signed, we're like, no, that so doesn't really, count. When you've, done your, when you've done five years, you've only done three. Three, aye, yeah, uh, yeah. do a killer, like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't get it wrong, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the bits I did, yeah. but uh, it was a bit of a shock. Like. Yeah. I mean, I, I keep thinking back, and I, I must have at some stage knew, but then forgot. No, I mean, I, but it, we're all about, like, reading the small print, like, reading the instructions on stuff. I never yeah. did, you know what I mean? I'm the same. New phone, I'll have that. No, no. <laughs> do it, just tick the just, bottom, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cost you four hundred fucking thousand quid. <laughs> I love that. You know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you took the training well. Do you meet many good mates down there? Lords. Aye. Yeah, yeah. Is there any that you you still in touch with? Yeah, Tony Ian. Aye. I said, do you know Tony Ian? I don't know. I don't he went know. to one lie. Aye. Was he three? No, he was one lie, Tony. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm um, shit at names. Then. Yeah, I still got the solo matches with him. All oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, that's fucking. Oh, that's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. So you joined? Did you say eighty four? Eighty four. 84. Devo went to Battalion 85 and left in 2008. Oh, that's fucking crazy. It's great that you got the mates. I've got the same, still the same lad I joined on the same day with. Just been on older with. Yeah. Uh, got, got Finn, Stephen Finnegan, he's called. Oh, one LI. Uh, and there was, a, there was about, well, the seven of us went on older. Five of us joined on the same day. And we're all going to be 50 this year. That's yeah. fucking, it was, it was good, like. It was really good. So, from Shrewsbury, passing out parade, did they, not all ten couldn't have come down, could they? Or no, in fact, there would have been your, your mum and dad as well. Your mum and dad and my eldest brother, Aye. Randy. Yeah, them three came down. Proper proud moment, I. Oh yeah, 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 dead proud, and you know, I mean, you think back and you can remember little bits of it, 
but you know, it's like a snippet, isn't it? Uh, it is after that long. It's it's a real snippet. But dead proud, mum and dad were dead proud, family dead proud, and then you think you've cracked it, then you go to the battalion, and you're right at the bottom of the pile again. again. Like, yeah, oh, starts all over again, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Uh, so, him and what was that like? Was yeah, it? Yeah, I, I think I've been. It was Nate Isalon. Uh, it was brilliant for a single lad. Uh, but my first posting, I was just just drinking every uh, night, drinking and training, mm. drinking and training, you know, and. Uh, I just remember the going at the naffy and everybody like shouting, you know, Crow, Crow, what's yeah. your name? And I said, Joe, and they all burst out laughing. Because uh, it rhymes. Joe Crow. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, ah, his name's Joe. <laughs> did, like, did they say Red Arse in there? Yeah, they did. Uh, that, but, red but, Arse is in, in one ally, that's the same. Red, red Arse came, well, because we mal- amalgamated from two to one, and, mm. you know, when the major happened in 92. But uh, generally then it was Crow, Joe Crow, you're a Joe Crow. And I remember them coming saying, get on the tables and sing a song. And I got up and sang like mad, and they all went, oh, my God. <laughs> you fucking it. Is that where it started? Is that where the singing started? <laughs> You've got a fucking X Factor. <laughs> I wish. Get on, man. Give it a go. Hey, you got to follow your dreams, Joe. Uh, I don't want to let a 51-year-old on there, man. What do you call that, that uh, old woman? Um, I didn't watch the programme, but she got on and she started singing, and uh, everyone was get shocked, and now she's selling millions of albums. Could do with that, eh? I'd buy this for you if I done that. Fucking right. <laughs> Why do you think I'm trying to sell it to you, man? <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Hey, funny dreams, mate. There's no stopping you. Yeah. So, uh, him and where did you just kind of, kind of exercise and stuff? Yeah, there? exercise and all that. Then we, I done my first tour of Northern Ireland, West Belfast, in 87. Uh, 87? 87, yeah. And that was just like a, that was grow up. Mm. Grow up quick. Um, it was a four and a half month tour. So how old would you have been now then? Just turned 18. Just, just eight, 18, coming up 19, yeah. Just right. turned 18, yeah. Um, and I say it was like a brilliant tour. I don't mean that brilliant because there was a lot of bad things happened and this and that. But as a as an experience, you know, a life experience mm. and bonding with people when you're not at war, but when you constantly sleeping with people and then you're going out on the streets with them and then you're in riots and then you're getting shot at and it, it was a real real a real you know grown-up moment for me yeah. and i come back from there i think a totally more calm well i come back from there and the platoon sergeant was my multiple commander said you're on the ncos carter and put me on the ncos carter from that Aye. so yeah um so yeah well we, we, we were in um Ireland, obviously, you know what I'm in the bus and that. They sent a load of two and I across yeah, who'd just been in there. Yeah, but they, I remember them asking for when the bus bomb happened. I remember them asking for they needed a platoon Aye. to go and backfill. Like, because uh, obviously it was our company, wasn't it? And then like we didn't have it. Fucking well. I remember the battalion actually went up to the um, football field, and we all had to stand round in a Chinook landed, and the platoon, the guys who volunteered, ran onto the Chinook and everybody like, clapping. Yeah. And they then flew off. I don't know whether they went straight to Ireland or I think they did. I think they, I think they got picked up. No, they couldn't have from Germany. No. But they got picked up in the Chinook and Aye. they went and everybody was like clapping. And uh, yeah. I, I, do, I met some canny lads then. I can't remember any of the names, like, but I did meet some canny lads. Uh, yeah. It was a, a sad time, but you know, things happened to that. No, I do remember before. So when you got back from Ireland, where did you just go? Um, we had another year there, then we arms plotted to Tidworth. Um, moved into Tidworth. I was a Lance Corporal then, and then there was your normal exercise on Salisbury Plain yeah. and and all that. And then from Tidworth, I must have done 
three northern another three Northern Ireland, two's in South Amar. Aye. Yeah. A couple of them are, one of them emergency, another two four killing Cross McGlen. Um and again they're just a, a beast of you know, South Amar totally different from West Belfast. Mm. More demanding I thought in a way, more tiring because you're out in the cuds. Mm. Climbing over electric fences with oh, bulls chasing God, you. Honestly, with yeah, all that weight I, on your back. I, it's not good, is it? I, I, can't, <laughs> I couldn't tell you the amount of times I went to it's not a fence with my rifle, you know. And I used to when two people are struggling getting out with the non-fences, pushing them out. That's some kind of Birkin. You know, he's fucking crazy, isn't it? You know what I mean? Well, the lad in my team was absolutely shit scared of, of bulls and cows and des. The other lad went and put his bagging in the middle of the field, Did he? and we were just in a little little lie up, like laughing our heads off. He was going, "You." <laughs> you know, but it was funny as out and having to get him, you know, trying to get his bag and run, run out back. And we, you know, it's 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 mental because you'd have like a whole patrol and then a bull would come and people were just running all directions. When yeah. you know what I mean, maybe I'm getting yeah. caught by that. Yeah. I didn't know. I think that was one of the IRA's main weapons. I think <laughs> putting bulls all over. Didn't know they were dressed up or something. <laughs> yeah. Pantomime bull. Oh, you know, he looks a bit strange. That, <laughs> that fucking bull looks strange, doesn't it? He's wearing cords. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Again, good tours. You know, Obrovsky and that dug in for a for a month while the while all the uh, refurbishment happened. We were living out of a trench for the full month. Oh, um, again, dead demanding, but just I don't know. Just always in the hands. You made you, I think, better soldiers. You know, so I I enjoyed it in a way, but. Obviously, time separation uh, and all that. And well, we did. We dug in after the day after the bus, and uh, so that we'd put you know into the towers on the top of the hill. Yeah. Now look out, so that we put the electric in there. So we had to dig in because we were like mortaring people. That wasn't a fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't a good three weeks, mate. I tell you, oh, all them thoughts in your mind. You know what oh, I mean? No. And stuck in the trench. Yeah. Covered in fucking water and piss. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. good. So obviously, you probably talked to the army, didn't you? you yeah, you yeah. Took, was, by then, yeah, yeah. Um, Done junior Brecken, went to America, come back from there, got caught martial for going here. Well, did you? Yeah. Tell well, let's have that story. Um, it was good <laughs> before I met my wife. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> right, let's get let's get it. We had, we had a lad on here before, and he fucking he went to Hong Kong. And he got fucking married. <laughs> and I said, did, "Little, did you know here she is?" <laughs> no, I was. Uh, it was just. They told us America was going to be the best range setup, and it was a full screw. I was waiting to go to Winchester as a, as a screw, actually, and um, we were out a couple of days before the the final um, the final platoon competition, and we were in this pub drinking. I was guess what I was doing? Drink, singing karaoke. And these lasses asked us back to this party, and we went back. And then the lads were going, "Right, we've got to get back. We've got to get back." We started at five o'clock, and I was I was drunk. I said, "I'm going back." Anyway, the next day I woke up and I thought, shit, what have I done? It was out of character for me. Right. You know, I, was, I was in a bit of trouble in the pubs and fighting and things like that, but I wasn't somebody who'd go here wall. And I thought, God, what have I done? And uh, I, like, I thought, right, I really check. And this, I said, right, should we go to the pub and have a drink? I said, yeah, yeah, I went to the pub and just got drunk again. I, just, I was past, it was too late. I'd missed the boat, do you know what I mean? So it was a few days and I thought, I've got to get back there. I've got to get back there. So I went and handed myself in and threw me in the stockade prison in America and left me for 24 hours until the Razman see me. And I put me in a court-martial because he comes of substance of corporal. Mm. So they said, the CO can't deal with you. It's got to go to district court-martial. 
which I had in Bulford. And fortunately enough, well, two things. I think people, somewhere people in the battalion looked after me. And the judge said, the judge, um, you know, who's dealing with the, with the, the court-martial, said, you're going up Bronski and your CO said he wants you as a team commander, so I'll give you a £500 fine, march out. So, because I was expecting to get bust down to private. Mm. Um, so I kept my rank. I lost my posting, but uh, and I went to up Bronski as a team commander. That was the refurbishment, sorry. And then... Um, after then, I got another person, but this was to ITB Houston up here, Harlow uh, Hill, uh, it's yeah. where the artillery are now. And I went there, and um, that's where I think met Chris Batty, actually. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's how we met? Through Chris, one Chris, uh, yeah, that's uh, right, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, that's that's not going to be your only scrape, though, surely, in this uh, illustrious career. Nah, nah. <laughs> Is that the only one you didn't talk about? <laughs> oh, hey, let's get them out. Well, uh, Nobody watches this, you know. <laughs> No, I've, I've, had a, I've had a few. The majority of them were down to being in, in trouble, you know, when I was sort of a bit younger in the bars and that. And again, it would all start with me singing because I'd always get on the table and sing, which would be fine. And then another regiment would start singing and then there'd be a bit of banter mm. and then it'd kick off. But uh, I was at, sort of talking about scripts, I was at RMES Sandhurst as an instructor there. I was in old college, which is where you deal with the, the recruits when the first come through. But we had... Um, <clears throat> excuse me, a PQO course, a professional qualified officers, which is doctors and nurses. They only come for three weeks. And uh, we're having our final, we they're only there three weeks, we trained them. Then we're having our final dinner and they kept giving me red wine, red wine like this. And I was like, yeah, yeah, these, you know, officers won't, won't there an old swords like me out to drink. And they end up in the bar. And God, all of a sudden, I was out of my face. <laughs> and the other colour sergeants were trying to look after me because the commandant was coming around. So anyway, long story short, they got me out of there, but um, it was a very close because right. they don't take prisoners there. If you if you cross the line that way, you're gone. Right. You know. So, but uh, yeah, a few bits and bobs, but generally decent decent career, really. So where where are we up to now then? Oh, well, I was at Sanders, and we left there. I've obviously had married Ange now, had two kids, two girls. So did she come on portions with you? On uh, yeah, she well. And just been with me everywhere since she left, joined me in Colchester in '96. So between '96 and 2008, she's been on every post, and which has meant ten moves for her and the kids we had in 12 years. And how how, <coughs> how, how she managed with that? Because everyone always forgets about the. Uh, not I don't mean that the husbands forget, but when we talk about veterans, nobody remembers the what the partners have to gone through. You know what I mean? Yeah, she's been through hell and back in terms of. Following my career around, mm. you know, me going away for six months, me coming back, me going away for three months, me coming back. I mean, when I went to Iraq in 2003, the invasion, she said for the first two weeks I was just watching Sky News and somebody came around and said, stop it. You've got to stop watching Sky News. Mm. You know, there was no comms or nothing. Um, and then after that, when I come back from Optelic 1, I picked up my RQ and I went to Cyprus to join Tuolai. And I was there a week. I just, I just taken over from Daz Sweetman. And again, rest in peace, Daz. He's not, you know. Do you know Daz? I don't think yeah, so. Good lad. I just taken over from Daz. After one week, and then the uh, QM came down. And he said, "Battalion's going to Iraq." I said, "You taking the mic? So I haven't even run back my boxes. He goes, "Oh, the CEO wants you to go on the pre-advance tonight." <laughs> I was like, <laughs> my phone danced, and she was like, "Just put the phone down on me." And I went home. She sat in the boxes crying. I said, look, uh, 
I said, she went, will you do everything the army told you? You go here, you go there. I said, Ange, that's what I do. That's what I'm in the army. It's your fucking job, man. That's, that's, that's what I signed up to do. And I said, look, if you want me to leave, it was that QMS now. We only had probably five years left or something. Six years, five years. Was it 2003? We had five years left. I said, if you want me to leave, I'll leave. I says, but I signed the dotted line. If I'm not happy, I go and if I, I, I do it. And uh, the QM tech rang me. He said, the flight's tomorrow, Joe. Like, chill out and get yourself packed and that so um she said right we had a glass of wine or two and uh, <laughs> the next day i went to you didn't start singing did you <laughs> what do you think <laughs> so and then the next day um the next day i, I flew out to iraq for about four weeks is that the first time <clears throat> that was the second time so, so was... we're going back to the first time then so you you tell it one i tell it one it's company start major and um obviously it, kicked off and we got deployed out to Kuwait but we knew we were going into Iraq mm. um, which is you know of all the operational tours I've done I must say and it's it's not been the worst one but it was the more mentally sort of frightening is probably the right word of what's it because we were invading the country mm-hmm. it wasn't like we were going deploying and here and then we were going to do patrols and we were actually nobody knew what we were going to come up against um, so yeah it was like Mentally, for us as a family, me and the two girls at the time, we didn't have Robbie then, was, and the two girls were young like, but for me and Ange, you know, again, going through hell and back really, known, excited, but apprehensive mm. about coming back. This is a strange feeling, isn't it? Really, really strange. I mean, yeah. like, of all the operational tours, that for me will, that Optelic one will stick in my head forever, even though I've done another two Optelics after that. Mm. That one, just through the pure deploying, Training and making your ranges up, and then actually crossing that border that first day. Um, yeah, so you lead them across. Yeah, yeah. Well, we we're all formed up on the form up point. Um, artillery was going in, airplanes, helicopters. It was like it was like a film. Mm. It was like a film, you know. And then the way to command to go, and then we just rolled over, rolled over into Iraq. Don't know how many minefields we ended up in. <laughs> ended up sleeping on a motorway. <laughs> all in warriors and that, but. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, uh, you know, because of different things that happened during that during that tour. But it was, again, I, I don't want to describe it as good because it wasn't good, but it was a, a real experience mm. that, will, you know, not many people probably have. Right. And it'll stay with you forever, won't it? Ever. It'll stay with you forever. Like all experience, I think, what I've had in the army, I wouldn't say they were good either, but they're there, you know what I mean? And I've done them and I'm... I'm proud of the things I did before. It's easy looking back now because you, you look, well, you know, you look at the good parts and the funny parts mm. and, and you do look at the sad parts. But because it's a while ago, you lose a bit of that emotional attachment mm. to within reason, you know. Um, but, yeah, that was a that was a real a real eye-opener, the inv- invasion of Iraq in 2003. Aye. But not the most dangerous hop we've done, <laughs> you know, or two, should I say. Aye. So after there, you were last have been out of the moon that you were back. Brilliant. Came back and it was, you know, that, and that's the thing probably civilians don't understand is the elation of when you come back. You know, mm. you can't you can't describe, you can't write that in a book. Mm. You can't even probably say it out loud, but that getting off the bus or whatever it is and walking into the camp you know, the gym and your wife and your kids being there and it's like, you know, Pure elation, fantastic! It's mm. 
it sort of makes some of it worthwhile in a way. Yeah, yeah. If that yeah, yeah of course. I'm, uh, no, it's, 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 it sounds sweet, yeah, it? It's, um, it's unbelievable. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. And then you only didn't you didn't have long before you went again. Well, funny enough, my you know Smudge, don't you, Smudge Smith? Yeah. He was one of my storemen, and uh, I was being sent over to Tualatin the RQ. So I was leaving, and they'd bought me a parachute jump. I didn't know about this, however, about four days, four days before I went, because I went on leave after them before I went to Cyprus. About four or five days before I actually left the battalion. I was running with a bear on my back and I fell over and I broke my ankle. <laughs> so I come back from Optelic 1 and I was running with a bear on my back, fell over and I broke my ankle. So I was in a cast. You know, like, it uh, wasn't a serious break. It was like, you know, the soft cast. Mm. But I was in a cast so I couldn't, then they said, oh, we had the other start major, but you can't do it now. So the smudge was dying to get me up and I well, to jump out. Well, I've just done it, I? I did it last one, one month last year. And he works now at the Pete Lear. Yeah, I haven't seen him before. I actually, from Berlin, which was, uh, last time I seen him is 91. Then I bumped into him in the Naffy in Cyprus in 99, I think it was, 98. Uh, and then I hadn't seen him again. I'm talking, I'm bumping into him two minutes talk. Then I bumped into him again at uh, Peterley Airfield. And when I, I did the jump, and he filmed it for us. And uh, he was saying, get you what it did, get you Well, he did. messaged me and oh, said, you know, I said, bugger off. <laughs> oh, well, he's fucking, uh, when we landed, he was like, yeah, yeah, what do you think? I said, it was brilliant. He said, would you do it again? I said, what the fuck? You know what I mean? He li- no. lives through it smudge. He does, he man. I think the day, the day I was up, he'd done about five or six in that day. Yeah. You know? Nah, he, li- he lives, smudge lives for that, you know, you always see him jumping out. and But he loves it. Trying to rush for him and that's Well, that's it, I. That's it. I mean, he, he, it's a kind of business as well, filming them. Yeah. You know, it, it, doing something that you love is spot on, isn't it? Brilliant. So I've booked you on, that's one of your presents. <laughs> Thanks very much. <laughs> Sod <Stop> off. <laughs> right, so where are we now? Yeah, so then I went over to Cyprus, and as I said, I ended up going back out to Iraq on Optelic 2, only for about four weeks. And then <laughs> cheeky buggers flew me back to Cyprus and then flew me straight to Deep Cut to do my RQs course. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> How our ass was like that, I've had enough. <laughs> oh, I'm, that's it. I'm surprised you're still we like to be honest. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we, and then I, um, we arms plotted. I come back from the RQ's course and we arms plotted to Edinburgh, Redford Barracks. RQ for a short time there before I um, I got offered a job as RSM 143 Brigade in Shrewsbury, only because there was a green jacket RSM who threw the towel in. And the div colonel says, you're top of the board at the minute. Do you want to go over there? And I went, yes, if it doesn't mean me missing out on a battalion. He went, no, it doesn't. So we went down to Telford, and that's where we had our Robbie, down in Telford. I was in 143 Brigade. And that was, a, that was a regional brigade where I met Chris Murray, who was a, a brigade commander, who was just outstanding. Just like, I was just like Aye. a lad, but a brigadier. Aye. You know, loved a drink, loved a party. Um, really, really, I learnt loads from him, the way he was going around talking to mm. people and that, so... Yeah, really, really good, good meeting. And how long were you down there then? I was there just over a year. And then um, I picked up the one I like, RSM. Proud moment? Very proud, yeah, very proud, yeah. I was I was chuffed to bits because I thought, because I because I took that job, there was rumours that they were going to pick somebody else. And anyway, long story short, they didn't. They got in touch with me and they said, no, you're going to one I like. So I went back to Germany. 
back to the whole hunting ground where Andrew'd been and the kids mm. had been, so it was familiar. And um, I took over the battalion as Harrison, which very, very proud moment. So what year was that been? 2006 I went. I think I moved in January and I think I took over maybe in February. About I was there to get settled for three or four weeks and then I, I took over. And were you a good RSM? <laughs> I, should, I shouldn't really be asking you, should I? I no, should be well, it's, it's, like, you, it's like, you know, you always get your enemies, won't you? Well, of course you, you know, will not. All I've done as RSM is I tried to be honest with the people and I didn't fill anybody full of bullshit. Maybe some people didn't like this, the decisions I made, but I thought I was quite strong and thorough in my actions and what I said I'd done. Um, and like you said, a bit like being Prime Minister. Not that Arison has been anything like Prime Minister. <laughs> <laughs> Boris. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you're going to get your people who like you, you get your people who don't like you. But I think, I, think, like I think overall, I would, I would like to think overall, there was a, a large majority who said, yeah. Well, I, I ask you that because I had a... Uh, RSM and uh, he he was in jail. He but he was fucking. He was really good. He was called Curly Bryant, right? Now, to me, he was a great RSM, even though he, he was fucking beast as shout as all sorts. But he was he was a nice bloke. Then the bloke that come after him, I can't even remember his name. Uh. You know, I had no sort of interaction with him. No, like you know, and uh, he was a completely different character. You know, and I know you get different characters in all walks of life, yeah. but Curly Bryant was a sort of like man's man, even with the lads to come and talk to you and stuff like that. Where this guy, who I can't remember his name, was completely different. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I, I don't think in an infantry regiment that's the type of fucking RSM you want. You know what I mean? <laughs> it isn't, is it? No. It isn't. It's not like I. You know, I always remember <laughs> Curly Bryant. It was uh, actually I think. And I, I don't want to slander him, but I think he might have uh, lost his job because they made that film about us in Berlin. Yeah. I take him on the crew, I think, because he went That's, straight after that. I've seen that a while ago, <laughs> actually, that, yeah. I think, he, yeah. I think that straight might have been the reason. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, he, he, we had a, on that film, it showed you also having a fight in the Nafi, I think it was with the Kings. And then he took us, <laughs> he bollocked us, but he was really funny about it, you know what I mean? And he was like, he's better fucking, better for one and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was bollocking you, but he was saying, you better have a fucking one. Because like, you know what I mean? Not having that of them. So that's the type, where the other one, I always just remember him being too straight, like. Yeah, yeah. And it's not. Uh, yeah, I don't think, you can, I think you've got to have a character. I remember one of the Allisons in Tidworth. Brilliant, brilliant lad. I knew him when I was company sergeant major. And I remember when we used to come back from the Ram, we'd always be singing. And I remember there was this big... <laughs> you were always singing, mate. You are always just, singing. Not just me, Jeff, yeah, but quite a lot. But I, I must say, I generally instigate the singing. And uh, I remember coming back from the ram and there was a big fight in the fish shop and the windows went through and there was R&Ps everywhere and we ran and dived over the barbed wire fence and got in the block and all that. And the next day we were on, all on parade and the R&Ps were walking around and they were doing a um, identification parade. And I remember um, the RSM being there and saying, I'm sick and tired of people walking past my house at one o'clock in the morning singing to a lie, to a lie, to a lie, and a whop, baba do bam, a whop, bam, boo. <laughs> and like we were like me and Des and that, you know, just like laughing, thinking, God, that's us, you know. But, uh, but you need, I think you need characters as RSMs, you don't. Lie. I think being too straight and down the line, yeah. you know. You need soldiers to look up and say, God, yeah, uh, you know. Well, it just shows you I don't know his name. 
Yeah. You know, I can't remember his name, so it just shows you he obviously didn't make any kind of impression. Impact. You know what I mean? And which is not what you want. You want no, to be inspired, didn't you? Yeah, you really, you do. If you, I mean, I would imagine all regiments, but especially infantry. Yeah. You know, if you want to, if you want somebody to kind of with the top, basically, you, you got you I want to be too. thinking, I'll I think with you him. need to have that banter with people. You know, the corporals and the sergeants. I like to think I had that bit of banter where you could take the mic and you know, and have, you know, throw a few people at the journey and have that that balance of yeah, I'm down the line within reason, but. And have a bit of fun mm. at the same time. Well, of course, I mean, I. That's, I mean that's one of the biggest things I've took away from the army. Me is, I just think you don't know when you're going to go. Just enjoy oh, yourself. Man. That doesn't mean you don't get a bad day or yeah. a good day. But I totally agree with just, you. I try to see the funny side in anything that's I happening. Think, I think you've got him. Oh, I really do. He's been been fucking depressed about stuff. Yeah. It's, it helps anybody. Like yeah. I mean, to, I, to be honest, I get in. It's trouble doing this job because of the things I'll say when th- things are bad. But I, that's the way of my dealing with it, you know. Yeah, but I mean, well, you, you give a warning beforehand. Don't <laughs> I you? Bet, yeah, no, yeah, you I, do. I, you know, and then people can, people can't then say, "Well, well, we shouldn't be saying that." Well, listen to the warning. Uh, well, you know, that's it. Just you know, sure. exactly, mate. Gotta exactly, me. exactly. The way we came up with the warning after the first few <laughs> we made. <laughs> right, get a warning on there. Now. Get it. It was my daughter. Come in here, read that. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't want to. That's twenty quid, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you you left after when you were RSM? Yeah. I uh, saw. So did you, how long were you RSM at One Island? Um, almost, almost two years. Um, almost two years. They offered me commission. I turned it down. And then I went to Edinburgh for my last for my gardening leave. Uh. That's when I got a a job out and um, in. I was going to say Iraq. <laughs> it wasn't Iraq. In the UAE. as a training advisor. And how was that? Brilliant. Aye. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really loved it. Um, like pop stars. Life. I was waiting on the Saudi border. Training them. Did you take your last night? Yeah. Yeah. And it was like a football, you know, Jay. It was, oh. really, it was a really top lifestyle we had. Big house, you know. A really good wage. All tax free. It, it was phenomenal. And again, it was another experience. The bad side of it was the, yeah, it bring your, your professionalism really down, which I struggled with. Mm. And it got to a seven year point when I just thought I can't do this. It wasn't the lifestyle, and that was, and the you know the the people who worked were lovely. They really were. They really looked after me, and the commander and that, and they had really some good friends over there, from the UAE army. But it just got to a point where I just thought I can't do this. I was doing lessons, and it was just. I'd really dropped my professionalism a lot, and I thought I can't, I can't go on like this. And Andrew's really disappointed, and we moved back to the UK in 2015, which I bought a house in Seaham. Right, and then you started. How long was it before you started with Liam? I come back, and because I, I used to meet Liam when I was on leave for the, go to Sunderland matches, and I come back, and he said, "Me, you back in the UK?" And yeah, he goes, "Oh, I might have a job." And he really looked after me. To be fair to him. Um, he was saying, oh, this job's come up and that, which, which it had. And I was saying, that's... Because uh, I'd done design in the UAE. I used to design the training programmes and the PowerPoints for the old colleges. But this was more like... This was more communication stuff. And I was like, this isn't my ball game. This likely, and this is more signals. Yeah. He goes, no, nah, no, nah, you've got all the documents and all that. So anyway, he brought me on board. He said, I've got four months work for you. He brought me on board and it lasted three years, which is really good. You know, and then the contract ran out for that. But before it ran out, he um, he'd been in a leadership course, and he said, um, "I'm thinking about running a leadership course, but I need like somebody to come with. Will you come in?" I said, mm, "Let me see the bits and bobs." And I went, "Yeah." 
So we ran that for almost 18 months at Whitworth Hall, lead the way. Have you had us there? Yes, uh, that's right. I was speaking to Liam about yeah. it. It was brilliant. The lads still talk about it now. You know, it was a really, really good deal. Like. Yeah, that was great. I said to Joe before we started there, um, it was, we didn't have any group through that said they didn't enjoy it. Mm. It was proper four and a half, five star stuff that we'd done. What we didn't get right, whether it would be by us promoting or whether it was by a bit of bad luck, was we didn't get a bite from a couple of decent companies where they said, we want you, you know, paying land fees and then, you know, trying to work just weekends and trying to run your day, little mm. day job and it just becomes sort of, yeah, we can't, we can't do this. So we, we pulled the plug, which is a real shame because it, it was a really, really, we had a good programme. Yeah. Uh, we, like I say, everyone enjoyed it when we came down. Like, So, new business. New business? Well, I, I've been, for the last couple of years... I've been writing little poems, military poems, you know. I'll be in the gym and I'll think of a couple of lines. I'll have to stop doing what I'm doing. <laughs> get my mobile out and start typing. Need a dick for me. Dick the phone, that's what <laughs> well, you need. It is, that's the way it, you know. Do you have to I stop said, then? You just say, I, I, I don't know whether you can buy them still, can well, you? Yeah, I, yeah, you can buy them. I use them at uni. <laughs> yeah. Use them at uni. Get them on uh, Amazon. They're only cheap. Yeah. Right, and you, you can get the ones that are just as a uh, USB in it. Press a button and then plug that in. Yeah, well. Get I one mean, of them on. Honestly, because I, I could be. I'm driving somewhere or I'm in the gym or I'm on a run. And it's the same. You'd be like Alan Partridge. <laughs> <laughs> new show. <laughs> ID for a new show, Lynn. <laughs> no, so I had a few poems in that and um, I was wondering what to do with them and I thought, I haven't got quite enough to make a book. How long is it? Because I don't like just to write a poem to write a poem. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I don't say, right, I want to write a poem about. I sort of just think about me going away or being separated or Iraq or... Northern Ireland or whatever and I write a little poem or I sing a song or I write a song but that's normally when I'm having a couple of whiskeys on a night I start yeah. thinking about my past things and I start making lyrics up and writing songs so that's where it came from and I just out of the blue came across a YouTube video to make candles and I thought oh I could put my poems on the back I could put a head on the front but like the first three months of me trying to make candles was like... I've seen your fucking photos. God, nightmare. <laughs> Honestly, you don't know how much wax I wasted. <laughs> I just thought I was putting a wick in, putting some wax in, some scent, burn it. Face of piss? Face of piss. Uh-uh. No. Uh, don't get me wrong, it's not rocket science, but when you're buying stuff in that it's Where not working, it's going in the bin, you think, God, you know, I'm losing money here. Mm. But I've got the sort of... Um, the science. Ah, oh, you've yeah. sorted it now, haven't you? The science. So, no. It's written down, locked in, <laughs> locked in the bedroom, in my safe. <laughs> Nobody can get to it. Because there'd be people breaking in, getting that <laughs> yeah. bit. I tell, oh, you. Wait, be tell putting you, what, snidey candles everywhere. My science teacher could see me now. <laughs> exactly. He wouldn't be gone. Miller, <laughs> get out of here. Aye, so yeah, yeah. I've noticed you got the things in the Gunners Club. Your flyers. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think you and Chris put on oh, Alex, and Alex done a tremendous job for us. And um, you know, he goes quite a few sales from the oh, club. Well, I mean, that's an ideal selling place, isn't it? It is. Yes. It is. Um, as I've said, I've just dropped a candle off in Sunland tonight, actually. Um, and as I said to the the person who bought it, because they went, "It's amazing this," and I said, "It is." I said, "But you know the flaw in it." I went, "No." I said, "People only buy them once oh. because, and it's right. And oh. It's like memorabilia. Oh. It's like." I'm not like, and I'll, I'll get in touch with people and say, how did the candle burn? You know, was the scent good? Mm. Did it burn all the way at the bottom? They go, 
I'm burning it. Yeah. I'm not burning that way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. oh God. Is, uh, no, you've got to burn them because you've got to come back. Oh, exactly. That is a but flaw. It is. You want to get when you when you want to change your recipe so it's fucking really quick burning. <laughs> so to get one use well, out of it. If I knew nobody was going to burn them, I didn't have to go through all the science. I could have just stabbed them all. Soap. <laughs> could have put soap in with a piece of string. That'd be dead. White new, foam. No one's using them. <laughs> Don't take the lid off. <laughs> Yeah. All right, well, you need to put some flies in here. Yeah, you need nah, to put yeah, some I'll flies put some in, in here, man. I can, dro- I can drop some. And there, also, we can advertise on, on here, but we can also advertise on our uh, social media, man. Yeah, that's really appreciated. Definitely. Yeah. And yeah. foolishly, what I did or what I didn't do was ask you to bring your guitar today. What a shame. Got it. Got it. What as, a soon, shame. as soon as I got out of the car, Sort of put me on the spot there, All right. Yeah. Uh, well, so Joel, not know this, but. We went and climbed Scarfell Pike. Okay. Remember, me and you, and with Liam and that, and yeah. then we had a, a drink after in the thing, yeah. and you played the guitar and yeah, stuff, yeah. and it was spot on. Yeah, yeah. Really, really good night. Yeah. Really good. Yeah, no, I really, I really enjoy it. And did you see the Remembrance song I done? Yeah. With my daughter. Well, that's got over 33,000 views, that. It's a lot, mate. And uh, my mate and Sam sort of got me in touch with a guy who runs the Armed Forces Day and Sam. He's got me a 20 minute slot on. Aye. And I think it's the 27th of June, I think. So I'm going to have to practice like mad because that song's all right. Uh, but I'm going to have to do some cover songs now. We, we have a, a lad on here called John Quinn who is running the Sunday one. Do you want us to try and get you a slot on that one? Well, it's, is it the same day? What it's a weekend, Sunderland. So you could, yeah, you fucking let, we'll get you flying in a helicopter <laughs> from Siam. <laughs> Come with your guitar. <laughs> if you like the fucking oasis. <laughs> Union Jack Top. <laughs> Combat Bottoms. <laughs> yeah. What's this? Let's 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 look into it, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. we can spread your about. Well, let's spread see how this about. one goes and see him. Well, but no, I'll, I'll be happy to do a, a short slot. Like uh-huh. I said, I'm not a um, I love singing and I love playing guitar, but I wouldn't class myself as a as a fantastic musician. Have you not thought about uh, recording that song then? Um, somebody mentioned it to me actually afterwards and I said, yeah, 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 like I do with a lot of mm. things and a bit like you, you've got plates spinning here. Oh, plate spinning. And you, but yeah, you're right, yeah. Um, yeah, I could record. I ask, ask you that because it was mentioned in, not about you, but about somebody else on Tuesday in the Gunners and somebody knew somebody who does it and it wasn't expensive like to, to, yeah, to, to, to thing your disc. Somebody yeah. think about me. No, I'd certainly, I'd certainly consider it, yeah. Right. Sell, them at, sell them at Armed Forces, dear. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? One ninety nine each. <laughs> the bargain bin. Let me see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. One ninety nine, and then near the entrance, a quid. You know what I mean? But Fucking the, right answer. Yeah, but nobody uses CDs now, do they? No, I but I mean, I, I, to well, be honest, I, I, do, I, so. I, did, I did, but I'm, I, do. I think we're at the age where yeah. people have CDs. I mean, I've got Spotify now, and I never thought I would do it. I think I've had about four years now. But before that, I was said that's fucking stupid because you can't keep them. And I've got millions of CDs, but obviously you can keep. But Spotify is brilliant because you just get anything. A- anything that comes out, you can listen to it instantly, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it, it is a much better format. But well, we've got all our CDs still, and Andrew said I'm not getting rid of them because, like, you know, we've got rid of our uh, LPs. We've got rid of our beat the max videos. <laughs> <laughs> I've looked back on that day. I've forgot to die. <laughs> <laughs> that was VHS. Uh, uh, so yeah, we, we, yeah, yeah. when when I was a kid, we yeah, uh, I wanted video all the time and. Um, 
my dad was like, no, we're not getting one, we're not getting one. Anyway, he finished at the pit, so he got his, he got his money. So I was like, right, can we have a fucking video now? Ah, oh, he wouldn't get one. And he went out and bought a fucking Betamax. I was absolutely wounded. The place, no, because you had video shops. Yeah, yeah. Kids watching now, not that, but video shops in there. That about four fucking Betamax videos. All the shit that you never wanted to watch, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but I mean, records and that, uh, vinyl's come back. Vinyl has come back, yeah, yeah. And then the artwork on vinyl's brilliant. Much better, isn't it? Much yeah, better. Because you can frame it, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it is much better, like. Yeah, so, so, are we going to, um, are we going to ask you what your favourite song is, right? Or, or, would you prefer to send us a video of you singing? And we'll put that in at the end. No, I won't, <laughs> I won't do why don't, no, well, hang on, before. Why don't we do that, um, why don't you record that, uh, you, why doesn't I, I'll ask Joe if he can do this because I always say Joe can do that, so I don't know if he can. But we could put that song on at the end if it's on YouTube. Okay. You want that? Yeah. Well, my favourite song would be the night before we went to Iraq. Sorry for the table. <laughs> Pete, can it fucking stop? The night stop? before I went to Iraq, actually, um, my wife was a bit upset, and I bought the girls a little necklace and air necklace because I thought I might not be coming back here. And uh, I remember crying, saying, I said, we're not doing this tonight. We're not doing this tonight. We're having a great night. It was 2 o'clock in the morning, getting picked up at 5 or whatever. And we put uh, Van Morrison, Brown Eyed Girl. Right. So that would be my song if I don't get... If you don't get your thing on, right? I think, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Wait, mate, I want to... And sorry, I wouldn't come here without giving you a gift, yeah? All right. Not being soldier Mac pointed candles. I couldn't come without giving you a small gift. Oh, oh sorry. There's only one of these in the world. Oh, nice one. There is only one. Nice one. And you've got it. Oh, yeah, it's absolutely... It, um, hold it to the camera so I can see. Can you see that or not? Anyway, it comes with a little poem. Should I read you the poem? Yes, definitely. Oh, with the poem. You do realise I'm not going to light it though, don't you? It's only fucking one. I've got another five. You know, <laughs> um... I've got a poem. What would the poem be about, Jay? A veteran? Oh, good. So I'll have to put these on. So, the poem is a veteran. A veteran is a veteran. We can be meaner than can be. But we have the softest hearts that not many may see. We may have been in conflicts and seen a lot of stuff. From the outside, we are warriors and we really act so tough. But on the inside, we are human and we feel a lot of pain. The things we've done, the hurt we've seen, we might never be the same. We must take care of one another. There's no better remedy than a veteran to a veteran over land, air, or sea. Absolutely brilliant, mate. Yeah. Thank you very much for coming, man. Cheers, man. Thank you. It's spot on that, man. Really, really nice. Remember those that served and didn't come back. Laying down their own lives in the midst of enemy attack We still remember the explosions, feel the pain Take away those memories in tears of pouring rain We salute you and we will remember Flags that have masks Physical and mental scars related to the past.
our flag is lowered.